everyone, we are live. Hello everyone, uh, welcome to the podcast number eight. Um, and yeah, we are here to talk about Temtem uh, with uh, with Victor. Uh, but first things first, um, hey, we, we have Schmuckman here with us, like always. Hey. <laughs> what up, Schmuckman? Unfortunately, we don't have Sam because um, he had work until late. Um, so yeah, he, he didn't make it. But he he will be around here on the chat. I'm pretty sure of it. But and we managed to have this early due to the fact that I don't have work today. Exactly. So. That that's that's something as well. Otherwise, um, this could, might not have happened. <laughs> exactly. And we have Victor with us. How are you doing? Hey, hi guys. I'm I'm really happy to be here with you. Um. Yeah. yeah thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for accepting our invite. That, that's that's pretty I awesome. Might... Absolute pleasure. I, I never lose a chance to talk about Temtem. In fact, I never lose a chance to talk. So you, you might you might regret it before the night ends. So just, <laughs> let's see. I mean, um, I've met you in, in Lisbon um, a couple months ago. You were uh, having a talk um, on... Uh, I, I always... I don't remember the name of the, of the thing. It was Game Dev... <laughs> You remember in Lisbon? <laughs> yeah, I think it's called a uh, game dev camp or something like that. Yeah. There you so go. It's, yeah, I, I I was I was super happy to be invited to to give a talk there. Um, uh, by the uh, well, I'm, I'm, I, it, now it's me who doesn't remember the name, but there's this, this really long and complicated name of a certain video games association of Portugal, mm -hmm. which I, I I regret I I don't remember entirely. But yeah, no, it was a very lovely occasion and. And I got to give a talk about the uh, narrative design ins and outs of, of Temtem. Exactly. Um, and it feels like a lifetime ago, honestly, because that was that way for the early access launched. Uh, yeah. So a lot of things were still... I was actually saying them for the, for the first time. And, and you know, a lot of people didn't even know the game by then. So, yeah, it's just been a few months, but it, it definitely feels like a long time ago. I was super excited because I've been following the, the, um, the project for, um, for a long time now. Um, and when I saw that Temtem, Victor, is going to be there talking about Temtem, I was like, no, seriously? Is this going to happen? So I just stayed there. I know that you were um, calling everyone. Don't leave. Please come here. I'm I'm a good person. And I was like, they are sitting. I want to hear him. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm. I'm not. I'm not known to be particularly subtle about the way I promote myself. <laughs> yeah, and I remember like uh, some guys were. Yeah, really. you know, you just gotta uh, gotta sell yourself, I guess. Yeah, some guys were just walking out i was like no don't leave um and i think it was a combination of that and the, the extremely loud shirt i was i was wearing that day and uh yeah somehow i did manage to get some guys to to listen to my talk it was it was fun i really i really enjoyed the, the very few days i i got to spend in lisbon i mm -hmm. i really like the the community the it's small but like really i felt very welcome and and i felt like there was a, a huge will to make games and, and to make something interesting and, and, and worthwhile mm -hmm. um yeah i found it I, I felt very much at home there yeah well that's that's great to hear that that's yeah that's great to hear uh, i know that we um i mean i'm not part of the gaming community uh, well i am but I, I i don't code or or anything so i'm just friend with people that code you know <laughs> what i mean Right. Uh, yeah, let's say the the extended family of game development. Exactly. 
So we yeah, have... I've been there myself. Yeah, but tell me uh, about you. How um, does this uh, grow on you? Like the the will of um, I don't know, uh, telling stories. Um... Well, it's 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 something. I I mean, it's it's kind of been there forever, pretty much. So when I was a little kid, I I knew I I wanted to be a writer, and because like I'm. <laughs> I'm older than I sound, probably. So when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> writing video games was not... I mean, I, I'm not going to say it was not an option. It was not even a, a dream. Like, it was it was something so crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about the probably the uh, early 90s mm -hmm. when, and like, you know, me and my little brother would spend the, the summers talking about video games. And, you know, we, when we grow up, we want to make video games. And, you know, we're going to make a video game that is just... You know, it's just like commandos, but then it has a little bit of a graphic adventure, and they're like these kind of crazy dreams. But you know, we we talked about the that sort of stuff in the same way that you might talk about being an astronaut, you know, mm -hmm. or, or or you know, or being Ronaldo. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's just crazy talk, right? You, you just assume that you know that that sort of thing is, is never possible. Um, so it was quite interesting because my my brother, uh, who is is an amazing in person he actually studied programming and and he went on to become a, a video game programmer and then mm -hmm. designer so he actually did kind of follow through on that dream uh as i studied economics and then i worked as a, as a you know as a consultant mm -hmm. and then i i did some time as a copywriting advertiser so i kind of went another way and because in my mind the idea of making games and the idea of writing of you know, like telling stories yeah. that were completely separate for so many years. Because, you know, even even when the video game industry started becoming a little bit more uh, accessible, a little bit more well-known in terms of, well, you have some information about the people making the games, not just like the pure, you know, advertising of the games themselves. Even then, it being a video game writer, it sounded like a very, very, very long shot mm -hmm. um, at the best of times. Um, let's not even mention being Spanish and not <laughs> not being exactly in the top number one country for game development, precisely. Um, <clears throat> so, so, I yeah, know. It, 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 well, I mean, probably, I'm, I'm guessing Portugal is in a, in a similar place. Uh, so, solidarity, brother. Um, Unfortunately, so... uh, people are not um, putting time or either uh, money on, um, on the gaming industry right now. Like, uh, I'm talking about the government. I know that you guys in Spain right now... Um, you're you're having uh, a a huge um support from the um, you know from those those types of of um via let's 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 call it like that so you guys are actually receiving a lot of uh, support from those uh, areas that here in portugal we are unfortunately not receiving um well i'm but, yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not very well informed about that because, uh, I mean, like me personally, I've been living in the in the UK mm -hmm. for the last eight years. Yeah, a little bit more than eight years. Um, so I I'm, I don't have like first uh, hand information. However, I mean, um, it's like public funding in Spain. Now let let me be very diplomatic here. Mm -hmm. It has a way of finding its way towards the pockets of just a very few firms. Mm -hmm. And some of them make games and some of them just have subventions and don't even make games. Um, but, you know, leaving that aside, it's, uh, I, I know for sure that, that uh, 
Temtem has has not been made on on, on some bench money. So there there is something going on, but but it's not it's nowhere near the um, degree it should be uh, in terms of how much uh, support from the institutions we, we need. We we do have a very big bubble in in video game training and education, and and it's mm. quite interesting because you have probably many more people employed in, in, in a variety of degrees and masters and, and, and courses and whatnot to actually teach people how to make games. Uh, and we have much more people doing that than people actually making games. So it's quite an interesting thing. So obviously games is, is a very interesting sector and a lot of people have a strong vocation and they want to make games and they spend a lot of money on, on training and on, on you know uh, mm-hmm. getting those degrees that they think. Mm-hmm. Um, it, would be useful to make games, uh, but then when they actually, you know, finish their education and step into the real world, they discover the hard truth that is that basically there are close to no jobs to be had in yeah. the close to non-existent uh, Spanish video game industry. So I'm exaggerating a little bit here. There is an industry, uh, however, it's made up of a handful of you know really really very few big companies, and by big I mean studio in between 100 and 200 people mm-hmm. and that counts as very big in, in in spanish terms and probably i mean from the top of my head there's maybe like four five studios of that size in spain nowadays okay and the rest of them they're well with some exceptions such as kramer for instance um thankfully uh <laughs> but most of them so like you know when we have these these white papers coming from the government and and kind of triumphantly announcing that oh we have more than 500 studios active in spain i mean we we tend to forget the fact that maybe 70 percent of them uh and i'm, I'm probably lowballing it maybe 70 percent of them are literally four guys in their proverbial garage yeah. not actually yeah. making any money not actually paying wages um and uh, let me say, I have a lot of respect for, for the sort of development and I have a lot of sympathy for them. However, that is not an industry. If you're not able to pay a salary, if people are not able to treat that as a real job, yeah. if they need to keep a day job because they, they are not paid because there's no money to be had, then I'm sorry, but that, that, that doesn't qualify as an industry for me. Because mm. basically you have no space to grow. You have nowhere, you know, nowhere to go. And you have, particularly you have, no one to learn from and this is this is in my opinion one of the greatest problems we have in the spanish video game industry so like the first obvious problem is that it's really difficult to get a job it's very difficult to make rent uh making games mm-hmm. but the second hidden problem is that because it's such a small world you have very few senior people that can actually teach you to be better so if you don't have access to these people um, then obviously, I mean, you are slowly going somewhere, but it's very slowly. Yeah, and there's a yeah. lot of corpses on the side of that road, uh, if, if you allow me to be a little bit melodramatic about it. So that's that's one of the things that I'm, I'm really concerned about, that sometimes it feels like we, we are not getting anywhere because there's sometimes not, not enough space to grow. Um, yeah. And incidentally, that's one of the reasons why I'm, I've been living in the UK Um not because I love the weather, to be honest, uh, but yeah. I was about the, to ask you, how's the weather there? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, don't do that to me. Come on. I mean, I'm, I'm a Mediterranean guy. The weather sucks. It sucks. That's how it is. I mean, it's never good. I mean, when, when they call it summer here, it's like a pale reflection of what spring should be. Yeah. Should be, because the weather is broken here. So, yeah. No, don't, don't get me started on the weather, man. <laughs> Weather's okay. nerve, please fix. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
we already covered the part uh, how this all uh, story of um, writing uh, about games um, started. So let's talk about the story itself about Temtem. Um, I already know uh, a little bit of it, uh, but um, people want to hear him fr from you. Um, mm -hmm. How the story of Temtem um, works, uh, we have six different islands. Um, we don't have access to all of them right now. Um, but they all have um, a story behind that connects to something in real life, right? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Temtem, uh, you know, a great satisfaction to write, uh, among other things, because I, I had a lot of freedom to basically tell whatever story I, I wanted to tell, mm -hmm. um, well, provided it fits the, the genre and the audience, of course. Uh, but yeah, basically, when I came into the project, I was given this kind of blank page. Mm -hmm. uh, and if I remember correctly, all I had was, well, well, I mean, we have six islands floating in the sky. And you are traveling from one to the other. And you're collecting these cute little creatures that it didn't even have a name back then. I mean, we, we came up with the name of Temtem, like, sort of relatively late into the development so at the beginning they were just monsters they didn't have a proper name um, monsters okay <laughs> yeah it was called project monsters for for quite a long time as, as far as i'm concerned until maybe a few a few months before the the kickstarter mm -hmm. um and i didn't even for the record i didn't even suggest the name it, it, it came from crema and i think it's a brilliant name but i i can't take no credit for it mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah basically from the beginning i knew i wanted to have like different cultures on on, on each one of the, the islands because I mean, uh, I'm I'm very fond of world building. If you give me six islands, especially if they're floating in the sky, that makes me think of you know what are the different cultures here. So you know, if you think about it in in real terms, chances are that very different cultures would have arisen in 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 such isolated places, and you know, um, and you have all this interplay between geography and 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 the different cultures that you have in there and how they have been modeled by you know the exchanges in between them and yeah you don't want me to get too worrying about it but yeah that, that was one of the things i and i and also for variety's sake because honestly if we're gonna have six islands and the culture is going to feel the same in all of them and people are just going to look the same in in ethnic terms in the way they talk in, in the way they refer to you, in the glimpses you get from their lifestyle, then what's the bloody point of having six islands if everything yeah. is going to be basically... Yeah, you know... like me who skip over it because I have nothing interesting to say because, oh, you're <laughs> like the guys over there. <laughs> and I didn't like talking to them. So I'm just yeah. going to go and continue to kill little monsters. <laughs> so yeah, it was I, uh, that was something I, 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 I knew from the very beginning that I wanted to do. And then it was a little bit of trial and error to see what what actually fit in there um but yeah and it was it was also it was also a little bit of trouble to be honest because i i i figured out that if i was going to to you know picture different cultures mm -hmm. in there and and well i mean they're loosely based on on real life cultures they're not meant to be uh, one to one scale reflections of, oh, of the yeah, real yeah, world yeah, yeah. of course um yeah. But I know that you speak with with um, with people from. Um, I think it was India that you told on on the the talk that that you did. I'm not oh. sure if it was India, uh, but I know that you you actually had a word with um, with someone from from that. Uh, it's not culture, 
I I don't know the 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 right name right now. Um, we well, it's it's close enough. We we tend to call them <clears throat> cultural consultants. Exactly. Um, which basically, uh, generally speaking, somebody from a certain culture, somebody. I mean, ideally, who who has more than a passing knowledge of of that culture. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, I've been I've been looking for them, and some of them have been honestly quite difficult to find. Um, for me, as a white guy who's living in the Western world, and obviously I'm, I'm rather limited to obviously finding people who speak some of the language I speak, because otherwise mm. there's no way we can communicate. Um, so in, in some cases, it's been a little bit more difficult than the others. Uh, but this was actually an idea that was suggested to me by, by a fellow writer. Um, I'm not sure if she's okay with being named, but you know, but by a fellow writer who's also a woman of color, and that was something I was asking. Like, I, you know, I want to, I want to take some inspiration from real life cultures, and and most of them are not Western because I, I want to do something a little bit more diverse. However, I want to do this in a, a way that I'm, I know I'm actually being respectful, and you know, maybe my intent intentions are good but you know I, I just mess it up because I'm just see. a white western guy so and I end up being disrespectful without meaning to and and you know it it all comes back to bite me in the ass so that was actually her idea like you should get cultural consultants and 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 I thought it was a little bit difficult at the beginning but I'm, I'm really happy that that we went with that so for instance I hope I'm not spoiling anything here um, we have a particular island that is inspired by Latin, well, not, not quite Latin American cultures, actually pre-Columbian American cultures. Mm -hmm. So basically the, the native cultures of America before Spanish arrived. Um, and, and I had the help of a, a couple of really nice archaeologists who oh, were, awesome. you know, uh, awesome. ex yeah, it, 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 it is bloody amazing and, and to be honest with with the feedback that they were giving me i was like you know forget about Tantem. what i really want to make now is a game about archaeology and you know <laughs> and about the, uncovering the secrets of the aztecs and, and and the mayas and whatnot uh but no they they gave Did really you nice you inputs yeah no absolutely you have that, and, uh, that idea store somewhere right yeah no absolutely and 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 that's that's one of the things I love about my job. That you know, uh, beyond the job itself, it's it's so inspiring. You get so much input from from things you you never have heard before. Mm -hmm. And the lady who was who was helping me with uh, Omnesia, which is another one of the islands that is loosely inspired by by Polynesia and and uh, and a few of the other nations in the, in the Pacific. She was giving me great insights about you know how how this culture see volcanoes in particular as creators of life and land as well as you know not just purely destructive forces as i tend to see them because i'm again i'm, I'm a western guy um and i just don't have that that sort of cultural outlook uh so it's been it's been really nice and, and really enriching these days and i like these days i'm talking with with a, a friend of mine from tanzania who is going to help us with with another one of the islands that is loosely inspired in a few african cultures oh okay so I think it's it's I mean I'm not going to lie to you it's 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 been a little bit of trouble actually finding those those people and finding a way to to work with them but but I, I find it incredible and and I'm really I'm I think it's just worth making that that extra effort if you're going to be you know trying to portray a little bit of diversity into your mm -hmm. game just just make the effort of you know get somebody who actually knows us and and do your utmost to just get it right yeah and, and, and make sure it's ethical and and respectful and obviously pay them people pay them it's yeah. it's not really ethical 
if you go to the trouble of getting those guys and then they don't get paid. So, oh, so please pay your freelancers. Uh, as a freelancer, I have a stake in that. So yeah, please pay your freelancers. And and I have to say, I've been I've been very lucky uh, to work with Krem on that because they they were totally understanding. They gave me a budget for that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, no, it's 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 been amazing. I'm of really happy. Of course, people have to eat. Come on, just pay <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I don't know if you're aware. I mean, you you pretty much uh, already answer a couple of questions, Victor. But we do have a lot of questions on Twitter. And, <laughs> okay, and... I'm gonna try to keep my answer short. <laughs> I give no guarantees, but I'm gonna do my best. We and... had one in the chat. Someone, I don't know how serious this is. Tem Tem Go. When's it coming out? <laughs> well, well, I mean, um, there's a lot of places. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just. This is crazy talk, right? Because I, I don't take the decisions at Krem. I'm just a freelancer. Uh, but there's a lot of places I would love to go with with Temtem, to be honest. And I'm not sure if a Temtem Go is my is my first option. Um, I would love to make a dating sim in the Airborne Archipelago, and, and yeah, and, and also in some ways, some sort of. So one of my crazy dreams, this is this is totally not going to happen, but I'm just going to hype you guys for no reason because I'm a very awful person. <laughs> what I would really love to see, because I really like Sims, is this kind of like trading simulator when you have your, your own airship like the Naval and you're kind of trading your way across the islands. So sort of like the old uh, Pirates of the Caribbean game, but sort of mm -hmm. like Pirates of the Airborne Arch Archipelago. That's something I would love to, to see. Um, okay. But it's not going to happen. So I just, I just hyped you guys for no reason. Uh, <laughs> absolutely Seems not like, going to happen. Just like that? But, okay, Victor, thank you. I know, I know. I'm, I'm a terrible person. Yeah, you shouldn't be with me at all. You can terrible people. Our chat just gave you the idea for the name for that day and similarly call it Tin Tinder. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. oh, can I? I'm totally going to steal that one for you, man. <laughs> that's that's chat, a is, great is, name. Is everyone okay with that? <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> hey, Victor, you can always talk with the, with the, um, people from Crema and and tell them um, I have some ideas for DLCs. Okay, <laughs> well, I think they already know. And every time I'm 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 logging into the Discord and I'm like, hey guys, I have an idea. I think uh, just, you know the game director just logs off like, nope, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's already yeah, enough. I know. I'm I well, I've I've been known to to kind of talk him into into some of the stuff that's actually already on Temtem. You know, some of the features, some of the ways. I, well, more like the features, some of the way we organize the main quest in in some areas. Um, and I know the stuff that I suggested made them work quite a lot more than they were planning to. So yeah, I don't think my suggestions are <laughs> that well received these days. But no, like seriously, I there was a lot of interesting stuff we could do with with the IP of of Tamtam. Uh, honestly, um, then again, obviously, right now these days they are focused on on finishing the game and delivering a great experience. And uh, but I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's. it's I don't know. I'm, I have really. I mean, a man can dream, right? So I, I might even live to see that dating sim. Okay. Or the trading one. Um, tell, tell me something about the Temtems itself. Um, you come up with the idea of of them uh, as a writer, or that idea? Uh, people from Crema already had the the idea, the base idea for the Temtems. So, for instance. Uh, you call the idea for, uh, for instance, the, the, the pig? No? 
No, not really. So like the, the Temtems themselves and, and particularly their naming, it's one of the few areas that involve any sort of writing in the game that doesn't fall uh, under my jurisdiction, so, so to speak. So basically the designs come from the art team Okay. And a few of the initial names were decided in 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 studio uh, by Crema, and I think most of the new uh, Temtem, uh, basically the the art team comes up with a design, mm-hmm. and then it's up to the community to to give them names. And there's this kind of voting and stuff, uh, and there's a lot of. You know, sometimes passions run high, and people are like, "No, don't vote for that name. That name sucks." And and then <laughs> we end up with a name that you know half of the community loves and the other one hates. Um, but I, I basically not. have, yeah, no, I mean, and and basically I have no say in that. Um, all I do about the tantrums themselves is write their little piece of lore once after all that is decided. So basically, I'm given a name and a picture and i get to decide uh their lore and and sometimes it's it's just a little quicky little detail and sometimes it's it's something that kind of ties into the bigger wall building it it really it's it's not as scientific mm-hmm. sometimes as, as as i might make it sound when okay. i try to be self-important <laughs> it's 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 more of an art in in that you know some certain temptem just you know they they talk to you and they, they tell you a certain story and, and some of them are very ingrained in the local culture and I use them to emphasize the different cultures of the archipelago and some of them they have just like little nice fun little stories like uh, if I remember correctly Hidodi he has this little kind of he's like a caterpillar and he has this kind of little eight legs or something like that with little suckers on the end and I, I was just looking at the picture and I thought this looks like the kind of little cute creature that just kind of climbs on your shelves and eats your cookies. So, so yeah, now the <laughs> lore the of the cookies. kind of is, yeah. So like, so it, it kind of ties into into his evolution. So we kind of established by lore, you know, and this is canon now that Hirodi steals cookies. So like, he's very cute. So children love them, but they you know they're always told like children just hide away your cookies because Hirodi eats them so in Hidori's evolution we are kind of tying into that and saying something like well you know after a diet of stolen cookies Hidori grows <laughs> and evolves into this other guy and and this kind of ties into the game itself so like you have a quiz at some point where you're asked about a certain legend and you've never actually heard anything about the legend but the legend is called something like the cookie thief uh, and you have to guess what the, who the protagonist is and obviously if you know your lore inside out you know it's a Hidori so that's that's yeah. one of the. I mean, this is just a silly example, but it's one of the ways in which I like to tie things up. So you know, so you can think of the lore of the Temtem as like a very small fable text that you know it's it's there for purely cosmetic reasons sometimes. Uh, but it something seems- I really love to do is kind of tie that back into the bigger game. So you know, if you actually know the lore of your Temtem you already have some of the flavor of the places and how they relate to the culture and, and that sort of stuff. And again, I'm, I'm giving you very long answers. Sorry about no, that. It's okay. It's so okay. Um, Although Chad is now on a tirade of save the cookies, but... <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> uh, but uh, talking about names, if we mention a name and um, I also uh, um, I lighted that name... <laughs> <laughs> it was from an NPC called, <laughs> and I will say the name, uh, Pau. You know, oh yeah, you know what that means, right? 
No, in Portuguese. Um, I, I hear it's something interesting in Portuguese. Uh, it's <laughs> it's the equivalent of Paul in Catalan. Also, uh, it also means peace in Catalan. Uh, but yeah, I think you guys have the more colorful and interesting option. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if we're saying that, I will not take responsibility <laughs> to that. Well, you highlighted that on chat, okay? So I, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, I think it's good time for us to read a couple uh, questions from our our tweet, uh, Twitter thread. Oh, uh, what's your favorite Temtem, Victor? Wow, that's that's a tricky one. I mean, I I. I love my pig a pig and and my my wife can tell you that I have it on my desk out to this very day. Um however when we this is this is a, a stupid little thing but when we when the Kickstarter was launched and, mm -hmm. and if you go to the Kickstarter page there's like this you know classic section where they you know they talk a little bit about the team and and that sort of stuff and basically every single name has like a temtem on the side like you know it it almost feels like that temtem is our kind of like you know avatar or something like that um and for some reason my name like victor Huel, narrative designer is next to the grinning face of asaku which is this kind of creature that is like a this kind of yeah, green yeah. block with a flower on its head and he has this big stupid smile that that's kind of very me when i'm happy uh <laughs> so i i just i just saw that when when the Kickstarter launch. I was like, guys, why did why did you put this this dumb looking guy as a sort of illustration of, of me? But then it kind of grew <laughs> on me, um, and it was interesting to see that that uh, from the very beginning, the community was like, you know, some people were very pro Pig Epic, and some people were very pro Saku, and and so we started making jokes about the Sakultists because they they were almost a cult by then. Um, so it's quite interesting because I'm I'm kind of torn between those two because I, I really love Pig Epic. And it was one of the very first Temtem that, if, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, it was, was one of the very first ones that I actually got to see mm -hmm. uh, in terms of final art. But I also feel some sort of bond with Saku. I don't know if that that makes me sound crazy, probably. <laughs> Why? Nah. Yeah, I, well, writers. Nah. Well, uh, I, I've showed you the, my first Luma, right? It's, oh, it's... yeah, yeah. It's... Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I was so happy when I saw that. No, no. Th this is really happening. Yeah, and I got um pig luma and I'm oh. so happy. <laughs> oh. I have to say though, and 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 uh, I'm I'm going to be a total killjoy now. I prefer the normal pig pig to be honest because I like them to be like pink and colorful and the black version is like no, 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 not too hype. But it's shiny. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. It's a, it's a Luma. When you catch a Luma, it means you've been playing way too long. <laughs> well, Trash is saying a Luma that doesn't evolve. I don't care about that. It's it's cute. Okay. <laughs> it's cute. Oh, and by the way, uh, Endeavor Games is telling uh, tell Victor I say hi. Love from Dar S uh, Salam, Tanzania. Oh. Yeah. No. No. That's that's okay. that's uh, an old friend of mine, Sam. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Sam. Thanks for listening. I love you, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, talking about the questions, guys, I already showed you the, the thread. Oh, my God. Where's the thread? Hold on. Give me a second. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so 
Uh, Arya is asking, did you intentionally have uh, the occasional line where characters would assume a gender and allow you the opportunity to correct them? I'm not hating. I appreciate it so much because it makes them feel human. Yeah, that was that was uh, a very unintended sequence. Um, so basically, this happens a, a couple of times. Well, it used to happen a couple of times in Denise. I, I you know, people pointed that out to me, and I, I, I corrected it. So it's probably not on the game anymore, or, or so I hope. So the thing is, this happens in Denise, which is the first of the islands. So when I wrote those dialogues, which were the very first ones in in the game. Um, we didn't even have pronoun tags such as we have now, so it was we didn't know that you would be able to kind of role play your character as somebody uh, from a certain gender. So it, it was it was kind of so it was it was a very tricky thing when when you were writing uh, NPC dialogues in that way because the NPCs cannot assume that you are a man or a woman mm -hmm. or non-binary. So it was it was very tricky. Um, and I found it really hard to, to write dialogues like that. So my initial idea, and I, I thought it was a good idea at the time, and, and uh, only now I realized it was actually a mistake, was to have this particular character who addresses you as a woman. And you, so my thinking back then was that, okay, so if you're role-playing your character as a woman, then you can just go along with it and, and just you know, greet her and have a conversation and that's it. And if you don't identify as a woman, you don't think your character is a woman, then you just correct her. And she goes like, oh, sorry, sorry, it's my bad. And she's supposed to be like an elderly lady whose eyesight is, is not the best. So mm -hmm. it, just, it just kind of plays out like that. However, when we finally got the working pronoun tags, uh, because I was working on, on later parts of the game, I didn't go back to, to review those ones. Obviously, it makes a lot of sense that once you have uh, operative pronoun tags, to just go back and delete those dialogues. Because if you do have the option to de decide which gender your character identifies as, it makes no sense that one of the NPCs does, does not recognize that. So it was it was a very unfortunate thing. And um, I'm really happy that somebody pointed that out on Twitter and reached out and was able to act, you know, uh, amend that before it, okay. it you know it was it was uh, offensive for for more people um it's one of the great things in my opinion of having an ongoing thing as, as we have right now these days with with temptem on early access mm -hmm. the fact that it's not a finished game and you can correct things like that on the fly and you know avoid uh you know offending people or or, or yeah. coming across as, as disrespectful um but i'm 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 quite happy with with how it went in terms of you know i was given the chance to to fix that and it's fixed these days okay um and yeah that was that was unintended but it's it's been a learning experience as well and i'm really right. i'm really thankful for the people that pointed that out and the community actually um i mean the the studio itself with the community they are all very um talkative right because whenever there's a maintenance on on the server uh, they tweet about that they they let people know what's going on on the game mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean it's it's a, a great experience um playing the game and um watching what's going on on twitter because they are always very very uh, talkative so on that aspect they are five stars <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think some of the team members have oh sorry sorry i didn't mean to talk over you
it's good not to let the fans be in the dark, especially if okay, launch day. Where, why, why can't I play? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know there was there was there was a big issue with the uh, servers because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone anticipated how wildly how much popular. that game blew up on the internet. Yeah. It was it was it was very Congrats crazy. That, by the way, <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I mean, it's it's been it's been quite a quite a surprise. I mean, at least to me. I mean, I I, I was expecting it to be a success. I wasn't expecting it to be that big, to be honest. Um, I mean, you should be asking the, the rest of the team to see what what their opinion is on that. But uh, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm sitting here in you know in Lemington Spa something like 3000 kilometers from the rest of the team so i don't i don't know if they were <laughs> expecting something like like you know that big um big, yeah. but yeah it's been it's been it's... very crazy i think team members kind of unexpectedly realized that they had like a knack for twitter you know and uh, they they kind of discovered a, a new talent for for you know social media uh, so yeah you know it's 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 been quite interesting and not just like twitter which is kind of the most kind of forward-facing mm-hmm. side of it um the community on discord has been amazing i mean just the the you know all these moderators have been given so many hours of their time and and you know yeah. the, the community that has been building up since the times of the kickstarter and and yeah it, it feels really nice it feels like you know we're building something together not just exactly. people of you know the problems but to say also that. people who are and it's, I mean, personally, I, I have a, you know, it's, it's, it's a very warm, fuzzy feeling when, when I would just, you know, just kind of hang out in the Discord and, and people are like, hey, you know, keep up the good job. And they would ask me like these weird, crazy questions about, you know, lore and, and the canon of Temtem and how things work. And, uh, you know, like uh, one day, nine in the morning, I'm, I'm just, you know, dropping by to say, hey, guys, how are you doing? And then, then I, I get these very philosophical questions about religion in the archipelago, or you know, <laughs> how does gravity work in Temtem? You know, because like you know, in theory, all these islands are gravitating around the, the central pansan, right? So if gravity should be towards there, but they, you know, instead this 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 kind of sense of things going you know bottom up. So actually, there's like two gravities in there, and how does that work? I don't work, and you're just. Man. I write that guy's backstory. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's. It, and then somebody was like, well, man, you're talking about a game with flo- islands floating in the sky and you're concerned about gravity. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I get that. I, I love world building and I love lore. And, and, and I mean, you can notice that if you play the game, there's a lot of NPCs that are just. Now give you a load of backstory on you know themselves and their family and their village and and old legends that you know that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, come on, uh, some things are just the way they are because you know that's that's how it goes. You know, why did nobody ask Tolkien how he has a story of the world with twenty thousand years of story and there's never any technological progress? I mean, come on. <laughs> Trish was also uh, was actually that. mentioning that uh, there's a, a lot of NPCs that talk a lot. <laughs> so Trish, like father, like son. I'm enlightening all of you guys on the chat. So if you guys say something, I will read that. Okay. <laughs> so um, the second uh, question from Arya: um, Who's your favorite NPC? We can currently interact with, and why? Well, I think I, I, I said that that one of my favorite was uh, Arya Turai, actually. The, well, I hope I'm not spoiling anything. The captain of the the Nabal, the airship mm-hmm. that kind of 
ferries you back and forth. Um, it's quite interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm in general. I'm, I tend to be fonder of my female characters because I just find them more interesting to write. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm good at that, <laughs> being a guy. Uh, but I, I definitely try to do my best. And and some of them, like Adia, they, they come across as kind of a little bit stern and fierce, and and, yeah. and she's like very no nonsense, like oh, get in the ship, we we have to go, and you're delaying us. Um, but, but she, she has a soft of... spot on on the art, right? There's something yeah. behind. I and can... and and she kind of develops this kind of grudging sort of camaraderie with with the player as you keep doing stuff. Again, I'm not. I'm not trying not to spoil anything. But you know, you keep living adventures together and and going through hard spots together. Mm-hmm. And she kind of develops this this sort of rapport with with the player. Um, I think she's probably one of my of my favorites. Uh, and then Lady Lottie was a lot of fun to write. She speaks in this kind of Shakespearean old <laughs> English. Um, and and she's she's been a lot of fun. And she's she's in many ways a, a send up of of very posh. English okay. people there, uh, <laughs> and, and well, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying, you know, be a little heavy-handed with the uh, British parody when we get to Arbury, the last okay. island. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, just in case, I'm getting kicked out of the country. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I have a lot of love for for some of these very small NPCs that you find around, and they and they tell you very random stuff. Or they just pull your leg, or or whatever. Um, so we have the crazy twins, which started as a little bit of a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, you meet these two ladies um, who are twins, and they kind of they 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 are so identical that they kind of mix each other up. And and I don't know. I, th- I thought it was a a kind of good idea it was actually a bad idea but you know it was, it was just fun uh, and i had to write a lot of npcs okay so i just went with that <laughs> so in the next island i was like well you know maybe we can make this into a running gag and and we had a lot of another couple of crazy twins okay and when i was writing the third uh i was like okay maybe maybe you know i don't know i don't know if this is fun anymore because maybe i'm repeating it a little bit and then the crema guys came back and they were like hey, hey so you know we're about in this new island are going to you know we're, we're or are the new crazy twins going to? So I was like, okay, so now, now they, they've become a little bit of a tradition now. So now I, I just need to keep uh, finding new ways of, you know, making that running back to feel fresh again. So, okay. so yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of these little. Uh, does anyone tiny does anyone likes Max? <laughs> I mean, well, I've, I've, I've pretty much everyone dislikes them, and and that. That's kind of the way it's supposed to be. I don't. I don't want to make them uh, a very black and white character. So obviously, obviously they they come across as as really you know spiteful and, and whatnot. Um, he's very rude. But as there's well. a reason. He's he's very, very well. They they are very rude, sorry. Because um, uh, he's uh, sorry. They are not binary. Um, but um, there's a reason for that. And I I try to you know not not just make them evil that's it there's there's a certain there's a certain competition to that so they are kind of the unofficial sibling of player uh, in that they would have their apprentices even the same mm-hmm. and um you know they, they, they you can feel them competing for the attention of Aina, for the attention of of professor constantino of course 
and then for the attention of, of dojo masters. So they are someone who feels that uh, they've lived all the childhood on, on, on the, you know, under the shadow of, of the player in, in some ways. And well, you know, they, they grew up together in a little village yeah, such as Zara, and, you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of little town sort of scenario where, you know, you, you, you cannot get any taller without, you know, kind of pushing someone down it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that kind of colors their, their whole worldview. And then it explains why they do what they do later on, <laughs> which I am not going to spoil. Just just keep playing, guys. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Know. Um, but yeah, no, I just I I I, I I'm very fond of them building with a player a little bit, mm-hmm. and at some point, but well, they're basically the negative of the player in some ways. I see. The things that they do are not interesting because they are very evil or very wrong they are because basically it's the things that the player would have done if you know things have been reversed in, in a way um which in my opinion and this is not a particular new theory we're talking about the jungian shadow here but basically an effective villain in many ways is somebody who's like the hero but they just took slightly different choices but choices that the hero could have taken anyway so basically Quite often, the people we really hate are people that are not that different from ourselves. So mm-hmm. they are just, you know, close enough to to our own self-image that we we can see ourselves you know, making those mistakes or being like that or doing okay. that particular thing we hate. And that's that's where the real tension is, in my opinion. Sorry, very long answer again. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, don't worry. Um, hold on. We have a question here from uh, Debasu. When uh, do we get our crystal skates back? And uh, <laughs> as long with that, the climbing gear. Okay. Okay. I'm just, just, just saying. Uh, chat did ask about that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody's asking about that. I've, I've seen memes about the, those bloody skates. <laughs> well, I mean, what can I say, guys? This is what happens when you try to fly budget on, in the archipelago, right? I mean, just you should have taken another airship. But why do I know? Um, like luggage gets lost in airlines all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, 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 as a matter of fact, I'm trying to decide at which point in the main quest you get your, your skates back. And uh, I'm, I'm basically a very evil person. So like the more I hear about that, the more I'm like, well, I, I was, I was going to give them to you guys, you know, back at the beginning of, of the fourth island. Uh, um, but however, now I feel just like a pushing it back a little bit, maybe even teasing Just, the player, yeah, like, exactly. oh, yeah, you know, do this, do this task for me, and I'm going to give you some skates, and then you complete the task, and they are like, oh, sorry, I gave them to someone else, and maybe to Max. Um, so, cool. yeah, no, I'm, 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 a, I'm a terribly evil person, so if, if you want the skates, you should never... It's like giving the candy to the, to the kid, and then, <laughs> nope! You're going to hold them at ransom at some point, straight up. That, that's I mean, the conclusion of this is, isn't it? At some point, it, that was that was a totally different project. Um, I was asked whether I was uh, some sort of family of of R.R. Martin because I was consistently killing the characters that people felt more empathy towards. So yeah, I'm, I'm basically a very evil person. So like you know, just don't 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 tell me which NPC you really love because I'm totally going to kill them. Now. Okay, okay. Uh, I love Max. <laughs> nice try. Nope. There's. <laughs> Damn it. 
Um, so let me try to keep on track with the questions. Um, so Marsh is asking, what's your favorite part of writing for Temtem? Was there any troubles that you uh, went through during the process? Well, my favorite part of writing Temtem or you know any other game is when I finish and I get paid. I love that part, mate. You know, that, that side when I can just forget about all that and spend the money, that's amazing. That's um, the best part of every job, uh, I mean. Right? <laughs> But like yeah, yeah. A, a slightly more serious, um, in general, Temtem, uh, each, each new island that we start, um, you can roughly divide it into pre-production and production, um, as far as I'm concerned, which means that basically on the first phase i i get to do the narrative design or, or the more designy bits mm -hmm. where i decide you know what what happens roughly in this island in terms of player in terms of the you know bigger plot you know how how does the player arrive at this island how do you do they leave the island so what happens in between do they you know arrive as a as a novice tamer And when they leave, they are already someone who is a, a, a little bit more powerful mm -hmm. or a little bit more recognized. Or do they arrive at this island as, as someone who is, you know, on the run and then they become a hero or, you know, uh, the other way around. They arrived as a hero and they have a certain fall from grace. So I think of those things and I think in very high level of, you know, what's the, what's the general plot line. Um, What's a quest progress like? Uh, so the way we design it is basically we have a numeric value for the main quest and that keeps on advancing. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I kind of have to break it down into certain steps. So you have to do this and then we move the quest progress from 10 to 15 and then you go talk to that guy. <clears throat> 15 to 20 and then you have to beat him and until you beat him you, we don't get to 25 and, and so on and so forth, which is more the design bits. Um, and then we go into what I call production, which is the actual writing of all those characters and, you know, the actual pieces of dialogue. Um, the, the part that goes in between, that's when we have something like final art and, mm -hmm. and I get to see, oh, you guys are having, you know, like a waterfall here. Okay, fine. If we have a waterfall here, can I have an NPC by the side of the waterfall dressed like this and that? And, you know, so he tells you some lore about it. Or can we have a guy who's okay. you know, swimming here because this is a nice spot to have a little side quest, blah, 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 blah. Um, usually when I'm doing one of these parts, I'm hating it and I want to be doing the other one. <laughs> so whenever I'm writing, you know... Uh, I'm doing the design. I'm like, oh, this is this is too general. I need something more specific. I'm 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 designing in, in in terms that are too abstract. So I really want to be done with this and start actually writing the characters because that's when the game actually comes together in my mind. And mm -hmm. and you know, this island kind of pieces it together. And when I'm in the second part of it, and I actually have to write those dialogues, I totally hate it. And I I wish I had designed it in, in a different way. And I'm like, why can't we go back to design phase? And I'm like, Guillermo, can, can I change this and that? And he's like, no, you should have said it in the previous phase. <laughs> and he's totally right. Proceed, um, please, with the idea. <laughs> exactly. So basically, I'm, I'm never happy because I'm a writer and because I'm Spanish. Uh, but being a little bit more serious now, um, it's it's... It's this kind of love-hate relationship mm -hmm. I have with the stuff. Um, I I love having the chance to design things on a, on a higher level, on the very abstract you know level, and, and go kind of you know 
top down in terms of, of design from the general to the specific. Um, but sometimes it feels like your brain wants to kind of hop from one to the other. So you come up with a with a, an NPC concept and then you immediately want to jump down and, and just write him, but you cannot because this is not the right time to do that. Yeah. Um, and it takes <laughs> it takes a, a little bit of discipline. There's um, there's an NPC uh, with a mission that really looks like me. It's it's <laughs> where the player needs to help him um, know the the keys for the the locker uh, back at the school. <laughs> I know it's one, yeah. It's totally like me. <laughs> okay, just please help me. I can't open this crap. Uh, yeah. Well, you have to give it to him. The combination is really difficult. When you finally get the numbers there i mean that's that's a, that's a very tricky combination uh yeah a lot of a lot of the side quests are, are kind of for fun in in a way mm -hmm. um they get a little bit more serious as the story progresses because it gets just a little bit more serious and darker um however i i find myself wanting to do more sort of light-hearted quests when when the story gets a little bit more serious because you know i just i feel like they they serve us some sort of command in a way because i don't want to get too, too serious and too heavy so mm -hmm. no, the, the archipelago is somewhere where obviously you can have evil forces like clambel sort of but, mm -hmm. but in general people tend to be very you know laid back and, and happy go lucky about things and this is something it took me quite a long time to to figure out in the beginning because i was used to doing stuff that was kind of darker and more mature and, and, and kind of, you know, dealing with, with heavier topics from, okay. from real life. Um, so, yeah, I, I had some pitches and some ideas that I sent to the team and they came back with like, Victor, this is a game for, you know, like, it's, it's not necessarily for kids, but it's not, we are not going to talk about heavy. slavery yeah. and drugs and nah, I mean, it's, it's, it has to be a more Imagine game. having a... <laughs> <laughs> a character that looks like the, the Narcos character. Adults only Tem Tem win. <laughs> With the mustache. And that, that would be a, a, a kind of a cool idea as well, to do a gritty reboot of Tem Tem. <laughs> like Tem Tem Fallout. Something like Tem Tem Narcos. <laughs> game in, in, in the Tem Tem setting. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's that's how my brain works. I, I want to do a lot of pointless <laughs> shit that, that kind of just shares some characteristics. It makes um, no sense, of course. Tell me something, Victor. Uh, did you um, add the possibility to choose um, which Temtem is the, the rarest one or not really? That's... No, no, not really, no. Um, in, in, I mean, <clears throat> so my field is, is narrative design, which is kind of basically, it's, it's kind of a little bit mm, tenuous sometimes, mm -hmm. but it basically deals with all the stuff that has to do with the way we tell a story. Okay. Um, however, the proper design design or, or, or you know, properly called game design, which includes stuff like, you know, the, the stats uh, of the different Temtem and how they, mm -hmm. the whole balancing thing, that's a totally different science. It's totally separate from, from okay. the stuff I do. And that's a proper, between inverted commas, proper designer, the non-narrative designer, so to speak, that take care of that. And um, right. I mean, again, I know next to nothing about that, but it's it's a very fine and exact art to find the perfect balance between temps to make sure that one of them is not awfully overpowered or, or totally useless because, you know, um, and this is something that I know they've done a great emphasis on, the, okay. the fact that unlike Pokemon, you they want 
maybe not all of the temptems, but but quite a few of the temptems to be very competitive. And you know, if you know how to use them, they most of them need to be viable in 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 different ways. Um, and, well, Genki you know. is very good. Genki, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so good. I'm told. So I'm told. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's probably also the fact that obviously, because you start on the knees, there's a lot of um, water temptem involved. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. obviously, that's that's a good one. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, that's the, the, all the whole balancing and tweaking of, of Temtem and how they interact with gear and the different synergies and, and all that kind of stuff. That's a very complex art for which I have a lot of respect and because, because I'm very bad at math and that's a lot of mathematics and statistics and I have no idea how they do it. They are wizards to me. That makes us too. So you're just <laughs> fine here, okay? Fine. Solidarity, man. <laughs> Bro fist. <laughs> um, do, do I just kind of hit my micro with a fist? Or? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Hold on. Uh, a second question from uh, Debasso. When will the trading post be released? Uh, it means action house, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, short answer? I have no idea. That, that's, that's a valid point. I mean, the <laughs> game, it will be full released uh, around uh, the end of the year, right? That's another thing I have no idea about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, like, that's that's one of the things that I... I A, I really don't know. Um, mm -hmm. And if I knew, I'm not sure I'm supposed to say that. Because okay. as a freelancer, I'm, I'm kind of... A, so I basically don't have that information. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't. I don't want to get killed for saying the wrong thing. If you so. can't speak, you yeah, can't speak. We don't want anyone to have to uh, suddenly disappear. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll have a very nice NPC who is very sympathetic with your name. Thank you. <laughs> so um, that's gonna be an awkward name first. <laughs> Saul of Tarsus. Um, nice. Is asking: Is there uh, gonna be more types released? Um, I think that the. You mean like uh, elemental types? I might be putting my foot in my mouth now. Think no, it's pretty much the the ones that are there. Okay. Um, I think so. Yeah, because obviously, like I was saying before, if you introduce a new type, it's not just a new type. Um, you have to basically you know, tweak all the interactions between all the different types so that would be wow. a tool currently right yeah, now that you mentioned yeah. that jesus yeah i mean there's so, there's a lot of elements right now uh, uh yeah so for the record look it up I on the once... kickstarter it says 12 so that's what i'm going off of exactly yeah for the record i once tried to kind of between inverted commas introduce a new type <laughs> I stamped him because uh, in my mind we had I stamped him right because mm -hmm. I'm I'm an idiot who cannot read so I designed one of the pitches from for for one of the islands on Russia and part of Mongolia and it was going to be this ice island mm -hmm. where everything is frozen and this is where the ice stamped him come from and and I went into a lot of detail. Um, only to be told that yeah, this is a cool concept, but you know we don't have ice temptem. And I was like, no, really? No, I mean what? I just uh, so I I kind of invented them in my mind. Um, and and, <laughs> and because I... yeah, that's for expansions or DLC or new. It... That 
Exactly. I don't know, so I, two or whatever. I, I, and I was so in love with the idea of ice tempting that I actually tried to convince them to have ice tempt them, and they were like, "No, that's not going to well, happen." There's Obviously. actually abilities that deal uh, that that can um, turn the the tem into ice block, right? <gasps> That's that's clearly a hint that it's going to happen at some point in a DLC. Oh my goodness! No, it's not. I'm messing with you. Because <laughs> oh no, I, 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 I tend to make a lot of silly jokes, but then people believe that Your stuff, ass. and you know they they they, they, <laughs> they go crazy on, on on the Discord. But yeah, no, I've, I've had people suggest that we should have Ice Temptem on a DLC. I mean, honestly, I have so many ideas for a DLC. Could be making Temptem until 2030. Um, Akura, I'm not sure if I understand your question, uh, but if if you can, uh, does any, any count yeah count towards the one out of four thousand? Sorry, say again. Uh, no, I don't know what that means. Does any count towards the two one to four thousand? Yeah, two. I don't know what the hell they're asking. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> It, it it sounds like it's a very clever reference to something that I'm not getting right now. I'm sorry, guys. It's it's 10 p.m. around here. My brain is just switching off. <laughs> okay, Kelly is asking: Are you reconsidering today's Luma Nerf? Also, when do we get the next island? I'm pretty sure that Can you disclose when you get the next island. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, all uh, those two questions are for the well, the devs itself, not to Victor. <laughs> in specific because he's the writer of them uh them them but yeah can, can you tell us anything about it uh so what was the first question sorry are you reconsidering today's luma nerf um honestly that again that that kind of goes into into pure design i i'm okay, not i, I that's not, not something i tweak myself um hey ask them if they want to next week and i really <laughs> Well, I mean, I can tell you that the next island is going to take a while because we're still working on, on that one. Mm -hmm. um, as to an exact date, again, I don't know it, and I, I don't want to risk, uh, you know, Hitman being sent on uh, be, you know, for me because I, I said the wrong date. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't, I can't answer those questions without a lawyer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see. Somebody well, asked earlier, are there dinosaurs? Will there be dinosaurs? <laughs> I mean, uh, well, I mean, canonically speaking, Temtem are the only fauna of the archipelago, right? So if we had dinosaurs, and I'm, I'm not confirming that, uh, if we did have dinosaurs, they should be Temosaur or Sotems, something like that. So the, the dinosaurs themselves need to be Temtem. Um, I don't know. I, that would be very cool, as a matter of fact. Um, honestly, personally, what I really want to see is tempt them in the shape of an elephant because I really, really love elephants. Um, that's cool. that's that's something I really want to see. So, guys, if you're listening to that, make some elephants, please. So the attack will be the the element will be wind, right? Because the elephant attacks with the. Yeah, he gave him an idea. Nice job, Eric. Yeah. Well, to my mind, elephants should be something like earth. And water, probably? That makes so I'm, I'm, sense. Because, like, I, I kind of... Maybe I've seen Dumbo one way too many. Uh, but, like, I kind of picture them kind of, you know, just throwing water at you. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't Dumbo, know, I think we already... wind, yeah, flying, I don't know. Well, 
Oh, oh, you might be onto something here. <laughs> oh my god. Mm, mm. Yeah, on the other hand, I don't think I want to get sued by Disney. Um, so, okay. yeah, it was a cool idea. Let's just leave it at that. Lawyers again. Okay, we, we exactly. Are I'm not messing with the big D. Kelly <laughs> saying, curse those lawyers. I'm, I kind of <laughs> have to agree with them. Um, so, yeah, guys, I think we kind of uh, cover pretty much... Um, the basis we would have to to speak with victor for uh, uh, an entire week to cover <laughs> everything uh what he's been doing on on temtem um we'd have I to get... find a block of time to do this another time <laughs> but hey this is an idea I, I can definitely speak for a week um if i get some sleep in between but yeah no definitely i can do that sleep no we don't we don't do that right we <laughs> <laughs> read this right <laughs> but yeah, five. Here, man. five? Well, it's Oof. ten here, ten p.m. Yeah, uh, Schmucky lives on the other side of. I'm on the wrong side of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we couldn't do this last week. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I, I, you guys told me ten p.m. I think, and I, I so thought it was ten a.m. My fault. Sorry, guys. No, it's okay. Any, it's okay. Anyone who's listening who wanted to listen to me last week, it was actually my fault. Sorry, guys. Yeah, hey, he's throwing some stuff under the bus. Thanks. <laughs> Victor, when I, when I received that message, I was like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> you PM me at 10, 10.30 a.m. I'm ready when you are. And I was what? <laughs> I was at I work. To, like, I woke up to those messages and just, wait, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah. And it was, it, was, it was totally me. So, um, these things wouldn't happen if we use the 24-hour clock like the Europeans. But yeah, um, anyway. Uh, it, would have to stop it would still be too early in the morning. <laughs> and I do use a 24-hour <laughs> clock, so... Uh... Okay, fair enough. I'll give you that, yeah. Okay. So, um, guys, like I said, I guess we, we pretty much cover... Um, well, we, we covered a, a short part of keep going for we could exactly. like you said talk for a week we, we could keep going <laughs> hey victor we can invite and you maybe we should actually consider doing that at a later point in time we can invite you <laughs> on another time if you want hmm? oh, that would be my absolute pleasure um however my wife is going to kill me if i don't go help with dinner uh so okay let's, let's, let's you, you see there's 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 a lot of threads on my life you know my my employers my wife that this is the life of the freelancer but yeah no it's it's definitely a pleasure talking to you guys and answering the questions of of you know temtem fans um and i i talk way too much and i could definitely go on forever <laughs> but yeah it's probably a good idea to find a, another occasion for it i'll be glad to oh by the way guys um i'm sorry if we don't um if we haven't uh, actually replied to your message please by all means you guys can leave your question on that thread there and victor is already tagged so he can answer you uh on that i'm i'm i guess <laughs> <laughs> so, well i can do it for questions that we may not have covered yeah so yeah Thank you so much for for being here with us, guys. It's a pleasure. It and it was a pleasure to to be here talking with Victor. Thank you so much uh, once again fun. for accepting our invite, Victor. Thank you, guys, for having me. It's I mean I love talking. Okay, uh, Shmaki again. Thank you for being here. 
for being part of the podcast. You're awesome. The links will be listed below. Uh, the video will be available on YouTube and on po on on podcast. Jesus, on Spotify. Spooky. Uh, so yeah, um, thank you, thank you. See you all next week. Bye bye. Have a great day. Thank you. See ya. Thank you.